Doug South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DougSouth.com. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. And now, here your host, Rocky LaFleur. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling in the butt. Josh Webb. Sorry, I had a fight in the middle of your butt. I'm part of And Jake LaTontis. I am bad news. Also starring Rob Crew. I bet this guy's into the woods a hundred bucks. And Bradley Ramsey. Bill Martin inside. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody. Showtime. Welcome to the End of the Line podcast. I'm Rocky LaFour in the Duck South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. Joining me today, Bill Cooksey, Jeff Foles. Guys, how are y'all how are you doing? doing man? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, being I'm being too hot down there, is it? God. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> you know, you know, Bill, we say that. But the thing about it is the air temperature that that you feel, it's not that bad, Jeff. I, this time of the year, you know, I, I've seen waves of 100 degrees 30 or 40 days in a row. I remember mm-hmm. back in the eighties in late June. Right. You know what, Bill? Bill, you know what gets me? If you walk outside and the the sun rays themselves, when they hit you, they're just hot. The ambient yeah. air temperature around you is not that bad. Eighty eight, ninety. I think well, we're supposed to be ninety three today in Memphis, um, which is not bad for early July. It's not mm-hmm. bad. Uh, heat index of like 98. But, but spring stayed so cool so late that we we haven't acclimated for the most part. You know, usually by now we've been outdoors in, you know, 95 to 100 degree weather for weeks. Yeah. You remember some of those DU festivals in early June when it'd be 103 or 104 degrees. Ooh, I'm telling you. Man, it used to be hot. <laughs> Melt on the blacktop down there. Wow. Man, it was hot. Yeah, I think that's the closest I ever came to getting in a fight with a man over his dog was at a DU festival when I saw a guy start kicking his dog because the dog refused to sit on that asphalt in the sun. Yeah, the dog, first he sat and he jumped right back up and the guy started kicking his dog. And I I lost my temper. I'm not a big enough guy to go around doing that, but I did. Yeah, you know, the 4th of July is coming up this mm-hmm. Thursday. Let me ask you guys something real quick before we jump into the podcast. Barbecue chicken, sausage, or ribs? Yeah, you, you, you can have, you can pick one meat when you're walking through the, the old Independence Day celebration food line. What you picking out? Chicken, ribs, or sausage? Or hamburgers. Let's put hamburgers in there. I know that's pork, the last choice. So, pork, pork spare ribs. Yeah. 
I'm probably going with the chicken or the sausage. I'm probably going to sample it all, but I'll probably go with the chicken or sausage. Where do y'all rank July the 4th as a food holiday in your rankings of holidays? Well, it ain't Thanksgiving and it ain't Christmas, but yeah, it's right <laughs> up there. I, I was thinking the same thing. It just It's not as high on my list because we've rarely done big cookouts for the 4th. We're usually like up at the lake and... You know, it's just a small group of us, so it's not like the big family cookings that we do at Christmas and Thanksgiving and even Easter are usually bigger for us. Right. Yeah, same thing. Now, I used to, for probably 15 years, my pro staff party, at one time it was 160 of them, and they don't all show up, but... My pro staff party for years was on 4th of July. started out of my house. I had a big pool, and we grew out of that, and we had to put a tent up, and we had a band, and, I mean, it was an all-day, about a three-day deal. And we'd have all the pro staff come in, and one afternoon we'd have a go to the shop and have a, a pro staff, you know, a meeting. And uh, that lasts a couple, three hours, you know, and guys would get calls and a T-shirt, whatever they got to get. And then, for the, and then uh, after that, we'd go back and then... Uh, <clears throat> Have some adult beverages and some music, and yeah, we had a good time. We a couple times we rented a party bus on Friday night, you know, before it, and and uh, yeah, we had. It was always a really, really, really good time. But but we would for food. My buddy had a big smoker, and he'd come up, and we'd take. Oh, I'd have turkeys or deer or geese or whatever. Of course, we'd throw a ham or whatever else in there in that smoker. But yeah, or some pulled pork, and then he would have a smoker go. And man, we had a feed. So yeah, we used to have a make big big deal out of it. So I've, of the hot weather holidays, for me, Labor Day is the big food one. But that's because yeah. we normally have a dove shoot and then a big cookout after with mm-hmm. bunches of old friends together. So. Right. right. Yeah. Um, I love to shoot doves, but I'm most of the time shooting geese that time of year. Right. <clears throat> See, y'all rank Christmas pretty high. I Christmas, uh, ours is finger foods. Um, on Christmas, we we have a decent meal Christmas Day. Thanksgiving, I would say is probably number one. But man, I love barbecue. So I, I would, as crazy as it sounds, I put July the fourth second. Mm. Yeah, I love to cook, and I always cook all the Christmas and all the Thanksgiving. I make a big big deal out of it. Yeah, I do all that stuff. All right, That's so like Jeff, I'm trying to lose some weight, so I ain't thinking about food right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell y'all this. Last week's episode, out of all the 14, I think 14 episodes we've done, last week's was the number one downloaded episode. Wow. And, and, I, think, and, I, and I think the reason why, let me just give you my thoughts on it real quick. You know, last week we covered a topic that... Somehow, a secret or a uh, something that uh, I, I guess should have stayed in kind of in between friends got out to the public. Only half the story got out, so you know people added two uh, to make up the other half, and you kind of squished those rumors and gossip that people have been talking about for years in forty minutes. You told exactly, yeah. in your words, what happened. Mm-hmm. 
you know, back then, if I would have told the same thing back then, of course, nobody had a podcast back then, but I'd have told the same thing and typed that out on the internet, on a forum, a duck call forum or something, if I would have typed that whole thing out, it wouldn't have made a bit of difference. They would have, they would have cut that apart and and stabbed me to death with it. Wouldn't believe none of it, whatever. I think it's a different one. You hear it, you know. Maybe it's because it's later, it's afterwards, and whatever. But, you know, or you hear it personally, you know. Everybody was ready to string you up at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. It the, didn't the matter back public, then. What, yeah, you, could have said anything, you could have said anything you wanted to, and and it wouldn't have mattered on that online deal, you know. And, we, and, and I give them... <clears throat> Excuse me, I gave them way too much credit. When you come down to it, it's just a handful of them. And a handful of people can cause a lot of heartache and a lot of problems, Yeah, Jeff, I will say this, from being around you for 14 weeks now. You, you, you're kind of at peace with everything that's happened. I, you know, I don't see you get real emotional, you know, ups or downs, highs or lows about anything. You, you just tell the story. And that's the main one of the main reasons I know you're. I'm not going to say either way, but mostly telling the truth because it, it's not real emotional to you anymore. Well, you, it's it been seems a lot like of you made your peace with it. I have. It's like um, you know, Rocky. It's like it, it's like I got out of prison in 2012. You know, and here we are, 2019. A lot of years went by. A lot's happened since then. And at that time, by the time he went to the pr- prison. You know, all that other stuff was gone before you ever went, you know what I mean? And then it started after that, you know what I mean? So, so you've got a, some time, and like I said, at the end of this, it'll kind of tell, but it's, it's, you know, I had a guy the other day, you know, or like, you know, and then you guys asked me the same question off the air, you know, how do you forgive, you know, those people? as friends, and it's not just how do you do that, you know? It's the toughest thing ever, you know? And it was it was the biggest struggle it was the biggest struggle is, have I forgave them? I forgave them all. Do I want to talk to them, be around them? No, I don't. I don't want to be around those people. Been there, done that, don't want to be, but, but in my heart I forgave them, and I prayed for every one of them, you know. But, uh, you know, the, the bottom line, until you do that, you're the one that's trapped, you know, and you are caught up in an emotional battle. And it's tough. It's tough when you see guys that work for you just going out and selling calls and doing this and doing that. And you hear about it, you know, and they're the ones that, you know, the reason they're doing what they, they're doing is because you put them in business basically. And they, you know, and it's difficult when you look at like a catalog and you used to have three pages in there and then they had the Cabela's or whatever had to fill the pages up. You see all these guys in there and you go to shows now and all. And a lot of people made a lot of success off of this happening to me, you know, and I'm not mad about that anymore. It used to be. I just do my thing. I build the same calls, do whatever, and it's just a lot lower key deal now. And maybe age has got something to do with it. But sooner or later, it, I mean, it was a time. It ate me up, you know. I mean, it, you know, it was a time made you want to be a serial killer. You know, I mean, it was just, you, you, you was just in fury one minute, and, you know, and sad the next, and, mad and then you read this internet and I, I think of all the most powerful hurtful things of it all was the internet and then it was because you couldn't do nothing about it and it was some internet cowboy hid behind a you know hid behind a computer eating cheetos where nobody can get to him 
million miles away and he can say what he wants to, you know? And then, so I think that was sooner or later I had to, and I, and it all happened in prison when I finally just let it go, you know, but, uh, yeah, my preacher helped me a lot with it, you know, and, and, uh, Donnie Handel, he helped me a bunch with it, you know, and if it wouldn't been for him, you know, I struggled with it for a long time. And so, but now, you know, I'm at peace with it. It is what it is. And I'm, I'll come into this earth and, uh, dust and I'll go out dust, you know, with nothing. So, so at the end of the day, you know, you, we all we all go out with the same thing. Not, we can't take money with us. We can't take any of this with us, you know. So, Jeff, I'll say but, this. I recorded with Ryan last night. Ryan's in, a, in, in his story right now. He's in his dark place. Mm-hmm. He, between the Internet and the town that he was in, I don't think that people have a clue. When when this stuff goes public like it does, and you're kind of a figurehead, maybe in that geographical region, maybe a celebrity like you, um, that how much not only the local people destroy you, but they only have a list of spitballs against the wall, mm-hmm. and. Then the internet on the other side is just absolutely destroying you, and you 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 almost want to, you know, Ryan is Ryan is kind of in his story going and trying to start a new beginning. Before you know, his indictments haven't come down. He's been investigated. He moves a mm-hmm. hundred like a hundred miles away, and he's going to try to start off new. Mm-hmm. You know. He finds it to be impossible. He's lost his wife, lost his kids, fixing to lose his business like you. People don't mm-hmm. understand. I don't listen, forget the tickets, forget not hunting, forget losing a gun, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. The That's fine. the least of it. That's the least of it right there. <clears throat> Dude, you lose everything. Mm-hmm. All of your dignity and respect in this world. For, for a period and it, of time. And it's not it's just human. you. It's not just you. You take my business was, you know, six to eight people, two family members, and, you know, two of my kids worked there, all these people. Then that filters all down, all the, and, and all these pro staffers and all this different It hurt people every direction. You know, I mean, people lose their jobs. Re- the towns lose revenue. It's, uh, you know, it's not just me or not just Ryan. It just filters, you know, so far down. And that's what I don't think. And, and the mental state, it's not, it's not the tickets, like you said. It's not the tickets. It's not the fine. It's not that. It's the mental state you get put in and, you, you're, like, you feel your hands are tied. But that Internet. That's the killer. I'm telling you, that's the killer that gets you because there was no battle in it. And just like this story with the dog or story with the bands or story with this here, you're made fun of, you're this here. I mean, it's all kind of stories. And it's just, and, and it never, you know, and you well, can only block them. Oh, it still goes on. Once. And it's, it's, you don't see it as much, but it's, it's well, still out there. The, some <clears throat> the stuff from that time, it doesn't take but a second on Google. Oh, no. And, and you and, can find and, this you know, old stuff. Exactly. And, and at and that you time, me, 
the internet it wasn't new, but but the forums were at their peak mm-hmm. right about then, yeah. and right. a lot of people. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I'm I'm actually cutting them a little bit of slack because people didn't grasp exactly what this tool was or how how much of an impact it had at the time. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they right. were part of a group. They got to get their opinions out to everybody. And they got mm-hmm. to be, whether it was a tough guy or just someone who's opinionated or, or loves talking and communicating with other people, it gave them this, suddenly people had a platform where they had never had it before. It didn't exist. Yeah, and, and they can talk. And people get off on that. They get off on, you know, judging somebody, destroying somebody. They love that, and it's a gang thing. <clears throat> you know, it's like a bunch of bullies. It's like a gang thing, you know. And the best it, of this it's is... It's not real to them. It's not and, real. And the best of this is, Foyles is a million miles away. He never see him. I'll never see this guy, whatever. If I do, it'll be a huge crowd. He'll never know me. I, I'm no tough guy, not to anything. They can do that to anybody, though, and, and they think, well, well, they'll never see me or I'll never get found or nothing. You know, you can be pretty tough, but when a man has to look you in the eye and tell you the same thing two foot away from you that he just planted a thousand miles away on that computer, <clears throat> most of them won't do it. And that's just human nature. I ain't being scared because most people won't do it. You know, I mean, it's just human nature that once you confront that person, you can't do it, you know, so. And, and and what would get me probably the worst was when I'd go to a show and all this stuff, I would go at the time, the biggest show was Game Fair, you know, and it's went to nothing now. But, I mean, it was, it was the biggest show up there. I mean, it was ridiculous what we sold on, all those people up there and all this going on. And I, I go, boy, I'm going to hear about this. Man, am I going to hear about this. And you would hear nothing, you know. And if you want, a lot, a lot of people ask you, but the majority of the people, believe this or not, we're in this little, we're in this little world of it where we see it all. Most of the people, yep. most of normal hunters, didn't even know anything was going on, hadn't even seen it, and most of them thought it's the craziest thing ever, you know. But the majority of people, I swear, didn't even know what was going on. I mean, and and all that internet stuff would go on, and and I, you know, there would be. And, and, again, I'm not playing Mr. Tough Guy. I'm just a human out there. But as another human to a human, like I would set up in seminars, and it would be a packed house, standing room only. And at the end of the deal, I'd do my seminar, do the whole thing, and at the end of the deal, has anybody got any questions? And somebody would ask about a blind. I said, no, got any questions about what's going on, the Internet, any kind of questions at all. I'm here to answer you. I'll tell you the truth. Anybody got any questions? And nobody left, and they'd clap when I'd leave. So it was a smaller group, but that small group was deadly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, the the really active, but I think the refuge had about twenty nine thousand people members mm-hmm. at its peak, and only a handful of those were the. And when I say handful, it's a few thousand maybe who were all maybe. there all the time. Right, and, but there would be and those who were there all the time were also on Duck South or you know or on right. uh, MS Ducks and. The ones who were active were really. I have most of my hunting buddies, personal hunting buddies, don't mm-hmm. belong on any forums. Much of them right. don't even they don't do pay Facebook. Attention to it. Right, exactly. And if you're, if you wouldn't at the time, 
if you weren't on and Facebook had nothing to do with it, that was like MySpace was out then or something, or maybe Facebook was. Anyway, um, it wasn't none of this on there then. It was all the forums, you know, whether it was my forum or that forum or Avery's forum or, or Realtrees or whoever's forum it was, that's where they're at. And I will say that, that Refuge was probably the hub of all this, you know, and there, before that was Flock Knockers and, you know, and all the, and there was always arguments, but this turned into craziness. I mean, this, you know, it was just total craziness. And, and, and there was probably, I'm going to say 30 people out of all the people you talk about, that was the main instigators of all this. Yeah. I don't know. It was a rough deal. Then when Facebook was all got on Facebook, you know, I, if you saw the blocked list on my Facebook deal, when you look at blocked people, you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it, you know. But anyway. Jeff, uh, Jeff let, let, I want to talk about something because we missed this as far as the timeline goes. Okay. We'll talk about something today. And that has to do with another part of this story, which... Um, involved one of your cameramen, a guy by the name of Travis, and I, I think it's it it kind of goes along with what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. Man, yeah, people don't understand the impact that this has not only on you, the the guy that's being prosecuted, but the but the guys that are um. Given this immunity, given, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, being scared to death and saying, hey, you better tell us everything you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying. The impact right. that it has on them mentally. But, I mean, tell, tell, us about, tell us about Travis. Well, Dave. Travis, I met Travis years ago at the Oregon Waterfowl Festival. And um, we bunched. There was five of us drove six, 36 hours out there, pulled a trailer and set up a booth out there. And final approach was just coming on good. And they wanted us to come out and all this. Anyway, we were traveling a lot of shows. And, and uh, so we went out to this show, and I meet two guys uh, from Utah. And I'd heard of them before. And Ron Latchaw came up to me. Ron was, a, you know, the founder and owner of uh, Final Approach. Ron and Catherine Latchaw said, come out and said, hey, I want you to introduce you to these two guys. They're from Utah. And they're doing this uh, uh, product testing, you know, uh, forum. I said, mm -hmm. oh, really? So then I'm thinking, well, another <laughs> writer's handshake with her hand out. That was the first thing coming to my mind, you know. I thought and the same I, thing. Oh, exactly the same. So then that's what you think when you put product and review. Give me a break. Okay, so you give them product, and I'm sure they're not going to review bad. <laughs> anyway, so I meet these guys, and they were like real deal. You know, I really liked them, and I hit it off, and they were just nice guys, young guys, and and, man, they were full of energy. I could just tell. <clears throat> so they were a lot younger than me. And I just sat there, you know, and, and they always said that I always scared them my first time. <laughs> I talked to them. I don't know why, but I was pretty dominant with them, I guess. And I just said, what do you want? What do you want to do and what are you going to do? I said, all this crap I don't hear about. What are you going to do for me? So we're going to take your calls and we'll do this. We'll find any product you've got and blah, 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 blah. So what are you going to do with your dumb We're going to blow them. I said, well, you better do a lot more. You better have them around your neck all the time. And if I see you with 10 other different calls around, it's only going to work for me. And so, now, hey, dude, you know, so that's how this started. And they started a, uh, a website, and uh, they were Western Wing Shooters is the name of them, and mm -hmm. the two of them. And so 
Kelly, uh, Kelly Reese, Kelly was the guy, the internet guru, man. He, yeah, uh, the two of them were best of buddies and, and Kelly filmed, they got into filming, uh, each other out there. They made a movie called, I think it was Up in Smoke. I've still got some here. I don't know if anybody ever wants one. And, um, they did a good job out there at Utah. Um, and Kelly was the internet guy. I mean, he, he is great at, you know, building websites or editing stuff or, you know, just about anything you want done on the internet. He was a guy. And, they were both great at just getting sponsors. Travis was probably the best. And, and one of Travis's, uh, real good friends was, I can't think of his last name. I can see his face. Scott. I can't think of his last name. Maybe he's a main, one of the main wheels at Browning. You don't know who that is, do you, Bill? Uh, Scott, uh, Grange. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, he's been there for years. So they lived right. each other, close to each other there in Browning. So Browning sponsored him all the time. You know, they had, Super X twos or threes or whatever, you know, Brownings or whatever they had all the time. And we were, it was funny. We'd argue about Benelli's and Brownings all the time. We were back and forth. And, um, Travis was really good at getting, uh, uh, sponsorships. You know, I, I could get stuff out of people better than anybody I've seen. One time I called him. I said, you got any connections with Lear, Camper Top, or know how to get? It was three weeks from then I had one shipped to my shop, you know, I mean, put on my truck. You know, he was just good at, but, you know, he just didn't get a free product. He promoted it. Was good at it. So, his, uh, it got to be Travis and I were, and not that Kelly and I weren't, but Travis and I talked daily. I mean, you know, we, we talked sometimes two or three times a day, but at least once a day. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. And, and, uh, so I got to where I knew his family. I knew all this. And, and he had a little girl and his little girl was like the light of his life. You know, I mean, we took the little girl's dance lessons and did this and did that, you know, and so, uh, so Travis is really coming up in this, you know, in, in the waterfowl world, you know, and, and he, he was, you know, was getting ready to do some, uh, well, in fact, he was, he was doing some commercials for, uh, filming for commercial stuff for Browning and doing some of that. And, uh, about the time all this happened, he was having a little marital problems, but he didn't have them for a long time. And it ain't like it'd been no big deal. I mean, it's like, you know, wasn't like they were, I don't know. But long story short, he had a little problem there, but it wasn't nothing, you know, major. And I knew what was going on in his life, so I knew that wasn't it. <clears throat> but when you guys remember the deal when the old foils was floating a fourth shell in the Benelli? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay. That's been talked about online for a while. That was kind of the start, as far as the public. That was kind of the, that was before this, and then it all started, and all that. Yeah, and what it was is some kid. I was sitting somewhere eating supper. Oh, I forget what fallen skies it was, but um, I got a phone call from somebody. Said, "Look at what this kid posted online, and how this kid even seen this? I don't remember who it was now. Anyway, he saw this, and then super slow motioned that." You know, and it's about the time you could start doing all that kind of stuff. And he's super slow motion scene. Bang, 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 hesitation, then bang. <clears throat> what made me the maddest about everybody uh, saying stuff about this is I killed four specks in four shots. So and nobody said that about that. I thought that was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Canada. <clears throat> Anyway, when I got this, I was eating supper somewhere. I was out on the road, and I was eating supper somewhere. I was like, oh, boy. Well, of course, Real Free calls me and said, what's going on with this? What happened? What there? We need to make a statement. Cabello's going to pull them off the rack, and we've got to re-edit them all. 
So we did. Pulled, they pulled everyone off the rack and had to re-add it to that thing. So I did make a statement out of it. And I can show anybody today, today I can do this tomorrow. But by shooting a Benelli, and unless you modify a Benelli, a Benelli can only shoot three. The old ones you could put four right in, but unless they, they, they tell you exactly how they did it, but uh, I know them guns inside and out, but they put a notch in the bottom of that receiver, and it will not take that other shell up there unless you do something with that notch, you know, fill that welded in or something, in it could. But uh, anyway, long story short, this all came out. I get all the heat over it and all that. It all passed over. So... Um, it's not, and I mean, the internet's going nuts. This is the beginning of it all. This is they this went nuts over this here, you know, and I'm sorry. I ain't going to, I'm not sitting there trying to make a light of nothing, but I guarantee I can put one in my hand and have it in there and sound like you'd never do that. My dad, when I started that with a JC Higgins pump gun, just gave me one shell. I had one to two in my hand all the time constantly throwing in that gun up there. I could do that. He let me do that. He just wouldn't let me put three in the gun. So anyway, long story short, we had a lot of ducks that day and, 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 and this happened. So everybody makes a big deal over it. And so then, uh, um, uh, of course all the flack, I'm catching all this heat and all oh, foils is like that. Foils is that outlaw. Foils is this and foils is that. And blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and if I could go into if I could go into a duck blind, tell you every time I went in a duck blind and seen that fourth one hanging underneath there, and, and I bet there ain't too many here that can't say the same. That happened for years. That was a notable Benelli deal. But this was after they fixed the gun. So anyway, um, Travis and I was talking about this all the time. All you got to do about this is whatever. We're re-editing the video and whatever it is, it is. And so then... <clears throat> Later on down the line, um, months go by, and I don't even remember the time frame when this first come down and, and these undercover guys went with me and it's all started, just the start of it, when they come into shop. That's what started. It was right around then. And, boy, the heat's on me bad, and then my pro staff are trying to protect me on there on the Internet and try to help me out and do whatever. So, anyway, Travis would get on there. He wasn't super vocal, but he was vocal on there, you know, not in a bad way ever usually. But, um, anyway, about this time, Travis is filming a commercial for Browning. And he's out hunting, and he's standing up talking, or he's sitting laying in layup line. I can't remember. I saw it. But anyway, he's in the end of the layup line, I think it is, and there's like four guys on down through there, and he's talking about the guns and how they're killing them on the salt flats and how they're doing this here, blah, 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 and all this. And, hell, we got a bunch coming in right now, and while the camera's on his face, <clears throat> there's a guy right next to him or the guy next next one down brought up a Super X2, which you can get four in, and went bang, 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 bang on there, okay? Mm. And this didn't get edited either. And got out. Oh my God! Oh, another one of Foils' his cronies. One of his boys. Yeah, they're all shooting for. They're all outlaws. Or all this. Or all that. Oh my God! It just went on and on and on and on. You know about this here. And I mean, dogged him to death. He is now. He's losing Browning. Saying something to it. They're on him. He's going to lose his Browning sponsorship. Scared of everything he's all worked for all his life. Like we were talking earlier. He's getting ready to lose it all. 
everything and he's an outlaw in his town and ah, you're just a foils crony and you're doing this and you're all outlaws you're all this here and i talked to him constantly the last time i talked to him was the day before this happened on a saturday and he goes what are we going to do about this what are you going to do i said travis just grit your teeth and bear it go on heck with these guys they're just wish they could you know they're just sick they couldn't do it i said everybody that's that's growling about this thing you know is on here's probably done did it 10 times or they're not capable of killing three ducks a year, you know? So, because usually the guy that's, that's growling is just somebody that don't like you or he can't kill anything. So, anyway, he's pretty upset. I don't know what I'm going to do. Scott's going to take my guns and we're going to do this. I've lost everything. We worked so hard to do it. And he was just a I said, Travis, drink a beer, take it easy this weekend, you know? Do something to your kid. Do whatever. Just let it go. And... Sunday about noon or one, I can't remember what time it was, I got that fatal call from Kelly Reese, and uh, Travis had had all he could take, and poor man just um, hung himself in his garage. Hmm. 30, I, I probably have it wrong, I want to say 36, 37 years old. So, if you don't think those boys on that Forum don't have blood on their hands wrong. Magic wow. And one of wow. them, and one of them, and I won't tell you who it was, was the worst. And he was the mouth of the South. I say he's the mouth of the East, but he he had his mouth running worse than any of them. And I, <clears throat> anyway, I've straightened him out since, but he's always been a mouth to everybody. But, you know, he was one of the biggest, and I told him face to face, within a foot from inches from his face, uh, two years back. You got blood on your hands, boy, and everybody can't take that. You know what I'm saying? It is, we're all built different, and everything, like you said earlier, everything that man had worked for. This was his life. This was his dream. This is what he wanted to do. He was on top of the world doing this, and he was good at it and doing all this, and. He didn't even do it as a guy behind him, you know. So, uh, and you're going to tell me, you know, and yeah, I know suicide's not right, whatever, but, it, you, I, you know, some of us get pushed to that point, I guess. And I get where he was at. I totally get exactly where he was at in his mind. I get the whole thing with, with tra Travis where he was at, and he's just, uh, I don't know. It was just... Biggest tragedy. The biggest tragedy in this whole thing was Travis. And then that video that, we de we dedicated to him. So yeah, that so. that was the ultimate. I mean, everything else pales. Um, yeah, you can it, uh, you can recover from everything else potentially, but that one you can't. There's no. It's over. Truly over. It's an and emotional. Yeah, he, was, he was a good guy. Um, he was awesome. Yeah, he was. A, it was an emotional an emotional place that you get in. That you're almost trapped in, and I mean, you got to dig deep to get out of it. Sometimes, no sleep at night. Wake up at three or four o'clock in the morning. That's the worst. Wake up at three or four o'clock in the morning, and everything clears day. And it's just, what am I going to do? And oh my god, and all this. And I, I get it. I know where he was at. We talked about it in depth, you know. But I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was that deep. I had it been, I'd have flew out there. But I didn't. You know, I was so wrapped up in my problems, you know, and. But again, let's let's forget my deal. Let's just talk about Travis's here. We're talking about four shells in a gun. 
I'm sorry, big deal. If they allow me six ducks, what does it matter if I got two, four, one, five? What does it matter if I if if I only got five, six ducks when I come out of that? I've never understood that law, but whatever it is, it is. But you know, it's not. You weren't drunk on the highway killing somebody. You did You know, you, it's four shells a gun. You know, and to persecute this man the way everybody persecuting was ridiculous. It was criminal. I, 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 I'm not even going to to talk about it on on this episode because it's not the place. I can talk about the the reasons for that, but the response of people and having this outcome that's just not even a it's not even worth discussing. You know. No, I'm not saying anything's right. It's like the individual yeah, limits. No, you know, I, that's yeah, not I, right I, either. I, but it, it's just a personal opinion. You know, but yeah. Um, it's it's whatever. And, and it doesn't have a place to be discussed. I don't need to discuss it right now. It's, no, it's, but it's, it's what, not what worth I'm it. saying. I guess my point is is not the argument over that. My point is right. Push this guy's buttons to this point. What a worthless human being he is. Piece of crap he is. To the point he killed himself. Yeah. Or he push it to the point where he lost everything. How about we take the same person, find out where they work. Let's get to their boss and let's go at their job where they make a living. Talk about how many times he drove drunk on the road, could have killed somebody, you know. Right. Right. We're, we're talking about four shells and a gun. Yeah. And he didn't even do it. That's uh, the really crazy part. So, the, and I, I don't, I, the thing that I want everybody to walk away from these two podcasts, whether it be Brian Warden or Jeff Foles. I don't care who it is. And I kind of said this in the beginning when we started this. The impact overall, besides just getting the ticket, the fine uh, for Jeff going to jail, for Ryan losing his hunting privileges for five years, um, the impact psychologically, on your family, on your business, is unbelievable. It, it, it is absolutely nuts. Mm -hmm. let, let, let's say this. Let's say you get busted for selling a, some marijuana. Mm -hmm. yeah. At the end of the day, not that big of a deal. It may be because it's a certain amount. It may be a federal deal. Does it ruin your life forever like shooting a duck does? Mm -hmm. Should it? Should it ruin you more than killing a couple of ducks over the limit or whatever it may be? Well, you know, the judgmental part really gets me over at the duck thing. Um, did you guys drive to work or go anywhere this morning? I'm just asking a simple question. You guys yeah. just drive anywhere? Yeah. Did you go over sure. the speed limit? You don't have to discriminate yourself. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. Yeah. Did you roll a roll through a stop sign? Did you ever text? Real businessman, do you ever do texting going down the road? Could have killed Absolutely. somebody? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Talk on your phone when you wasn't supposed to, and it was just up to your ear or whatever. How many times that happened? And I'm not even going to ask you two this. Just, just everybody out there to think about this. You tell me how many times you ever went in a bar and had a few drinks and come out and jumped in that car. That's probably the more way more deadly than a, a duck deal, you know. 
you're going to kill a right. human being, you know? And and I'm most just, everybody's done that. I, I'm, you know, I was just trying to think of a, a federal crime to equal, uh, you know, federal versus federal. Let's just say, all right, take the stupid one away I said earlier. Let's say that you wrote off a uh, entertainment expense on a business that really wasn't entertainment. It was you and your wife that went out to eat. Yes, everybody has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that's federal. Yeah. You know, you know what they're going to say, fix it, and you go on about your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for yeah, yeah, there's there's a million little things like that, you know, and it's, it's that's that's nobody looks to say. I don't know. It's just you know. So and like 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 I said, I think that what I would like for people to get is it really worth the end? Is the is the end worth you know going through what y'all went through? Is it worth that? Is it worth that pile pic to post to Facebook? Is it worth the video showing that you shoot 25 down with a group of 14 hunters? Is it worth that? Because this could be your life later on is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hero today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, and you know, and there's got to be something for first-time offenses. Is, is probably the, you know, that's probably the thing that bothered me as much as anything. I've never had a ticket before. You know, and, and just come out and write me a ticket. <laughs> I'm saying, I, I, I don't know. I just never understood that part, you know. And then first time offense, you get the the, the highest fine ever and prison time and all this here, which, but whatever, it's all done and over with now. But I, it was just like, you don't get nothing for all them years of not, you know, at, at the time, you know, 50-some years of hunting and you never got a ticket? I don't know. And, uh, and the thing about it is a lot of people, this, this equals, usually, majority of the time equals into a felony. You'll never hunt again with a firearm. Think mm-hmm, about the impact, yeah. the lasting impact on that. When your grandkids say, Grandpa, let's go shoot some pheasants. Get, come on, mm-hmm. take me rabbit hunting. I can't, mm-hmm. can't, son. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly why I did what I did, so I wouldn't get that. So, and shoot, can't one of, vote, one of the can't. Mm-hmm. It goes on and yeah. on and on. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to it. A lot goes on with that. You're a marked man at that point. Well, and that's like you said about the this, internet. It's the only thing in this country that strips you of your constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Hey Jeff, I want to talk about this for a minute. We got about we got about fifteen minutes. Okay. Let, let's cover this, and I think we can get it in today. Okay. Uh, go to court. We we talked about your Canada court date. Let, let's talk about mm-hmm. the U.S. court date when you finally the the deal. We've talked about the deals being made, a kind mm-hmm. of settlement per se. I guess mm-hmm. you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the day you go into court, U.S. court, and sign those papers agreeing to the charges and the the, the outcome. Well, um, I had to have my, you know, your check ready. I had my check with me. I didn't have to. I guess you can pay it restitution-wise. And most most criminals that's in there with big fines never, ever pay the fine. But um, anyway, long story short, you know, I mean, I had uh, – 
I had a certified check made out to U.S. Fish and Wildlife. <clears throat> so every time you see one of them trucks running around or a new big boat they got or something, think about that. I probably paid for that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I always get a kick up. But anyway, uh, uh, my lawyer and I uh, rode up together and go to the federal court. And again, I probably wasn't dressed the way I was supposed to. I don't know what the dress code is still, but I probably wasn't dressed. Like There's probably pictures of it somewhere. But we walk in and uh, I got to give up my passport. I think I'd already gave that up. I did. Yeah, I'd already had my passport. Everything else was done. It was just a matter of. Uh, uh, you know, a, a sign of the deal. Boy, they're all around like, you know, sitting around like a bunch of wolves from ready for me to do this. So lawyers got the papers out before we went to the courtroom. Now this, you, 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 even though you sign this, doesn't mean the judge is going to accept it, you know. So there was uh, the one undercover guy was there and another one of their fish and wildlife guys there, uh, the federal prosecutor. Hey, and Hey, 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 real quick. Conversation, eye, eye contact, body language between you and the undercover guy. You know, him and I, I never, this is the weirdest thing. I kind of liked the guy. You know, I mean, he was like, he a big, tall guy, you know, and then I didn't like the way they twisted what they did, you know, and, and uh, I, I say I like him. I don't know. I just didn't hate the guy, you know, whatever. I mean, he was just. He was there, and I knew it was done, and whatever. And we just was there, and he just kind of looked at me, and I looked at him, and all this there. I'm not a very happy camper. Now, the one that I didn't like was the little guy. I told you at the beginning when we were all from Washington, D.C., little short guy was in there, and I, and he said he's uh, my lawyer taught his dad in law lawsuit or whatever. Yeah. He was there. Flew all the way in from Washington. So he Why is it us. the short guys always draw the ire, man? I'm sorry. This <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I ain't the tallest guy in the world myself. But, uh, anyway, um, so anyway, he he was there, and uh, now that guy there, the body language of me and him wasn't good. I can promise you that. He's you know he is putting those feathers in his hat as I'm getting ready to sign, you know. And just as I was ready to sign, and they're all ready, and they're all looking on my shoulder, I just raised up a minute and I said, "Just so you know." You didn't kill them ducks. You weren't that good a shot. And then that little prosecutor said something like, we don't have to do this right here. I said, oh, no, we're going to do it. And I signed it and went on. So I'd get my last little dig in, I guess. But uh, my attorney's <laughs> like, shut up, you know. So so then the deal was I lose my life. Man, I'm trying to think about this. I have to think a little bit about this. I lose my license. Uh, I, I could get my license. I lost them for three years, but time you know, from the time they charged me up and served part of it. And then when I go to prison, like in federal prison, you had to serve 87%. So <clears throat> you almost are out 20, 30 days early. So a year from that's your probation and a year from that you get your license or whatever. So, so actually that would put me a month. And by the timeline, that would have made me, that would have made me getting my license like in November, which have been perfect, see? Just as I'm walking in, there's a state game warden I've never seen. Badges all over him and stuff. And he's out there. And he's sitting like in the cheap seats in the courtroom. And as I walked by, he handed me some papers. And I didn't even know what it was. And I just handed him about, he goes, what is that? And he, my attorney goes, oh, my God. Illinois did not agree with the federal court system, me getting my license back. 
They said three years after the 13 months. See, which it put me a month, month and a half later getting my life. You follow what I'm saying? And then yeah. there's like 20-some states re reciprocate with that. For, I mean, what a way to right. stab you in the chest right at the last minute. I go, you guys just got 100 grand. I'm getting ready to go to prison. You're going to stab me with this? Really? You know? And I just looked at the guy and laughed. So he sat down. Anyway, the guy, just, it was just a, they just asked me, you know, read the deals out. He accepted it. And, uh, of course, the photographers and everything everywhere. And then uh, they asked me if I wanted out. Uh, uh, they asked me if I wanted out. Uh, uh, shoot. Uh, I want to be 30 before I went in or 60 days before I went in the prison. I was on my own recognizance. I mean, it ain't like they took me away right then. Or they could have took me away right then, but when you go to federal prison, you don't go in immediately. You follow what I'm saying? Right. They got to find a spot for you. It ain't like, okay, we're going to throw you in prison today and you just take off. We're going to throw you over here. Oh, let's just take you down. They got to find a spot for you. And so, and they got to decide where you're going. And you got to be 500 miles from your, uh, where you're uh, from spring for the federal courthouse that you were at, you know, in your home or whatever. So they got to figure out where I'm going. So now what I could have done is I could have went in that day and went into Sangamon and went into the court, you know, and went into the Sangamon County jail and spent two or three months there. But the guy I told you, the undercover fed told me before this, I think he honestly somehow had a bit of remorse about this. And he told me, he goes, dude, Take your time off. Do not go in Sangamon Jail. That's one of the worst there is. Do not go in there. Just take some time off. Be with your family. Don't do nothing stupid and, get, you know, show up on your day. Okay. So that's what I did. So I went in right around Thanksgiving, I think it was. So I had 30, 40 days or something before I went in. So I'm like, you have to get everything, you know. And then you get paperwork and says, okay. And, uh, and we didn't know where I was going to Pekin, Illinois. There's a federal one there. Uh, Kansas, uh, Arkansas. I could have. There was a bunch of them I could have went to, and they ended up in uh, Marion. So. so, hey Jeff, did 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 the judge ever give any strange reaction to this being a duck hunting case and somebody's going to jail? No, he just give you that deal. You know, I hope you learn your lesson. You know, and I hope this teaches you a lesson. You come out, you know, and blah 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 blah. I'll give you that deal. You know, like a teacher would or something. But yeah, now. No, I don't know. I just, you know, I've been in, in both courts, and federal judges are bland, boy. I mean, they're just not much. They're just like a federal officer to me. They just not much expression on their face, you know. They don't change much. I don't know. So I leave the courthouse, pick pictures everywhere. Internet goes crazy because the paper, you know. Of course, it all beat me home on the internet, you know, and. And uh, Foyle's finally sentenced, and here's a picture. He's going to jail, and he's going down, blah, 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 blah. There it all is, you know. So uh, I remember I had, I think we had Thanksgiving uh, dinner a week early or something so I could have that, and then went off on my journey. Hey, mm. Jeff, rem remember those days real quick. When, when it came out and it hit the Internet, think back on this. There had to be people that, said what we're saying today a duck hunter's going to jail you think literally think about what we're saying a guy for shooting some ducks over the limit not recording it right in journals which who every day is going to jail there had to be some common sense people out there 
putting a, kind of a stranglehold on these people that get so emotional about these kind of topics. Well, Bill, you tell me if I'm wrong here, but if there was, it may have been a pro saver mine or something, but not much. There wasn't hardly anything. Most of them, most of them wanted to burn me at the cross and thought I got off easy. They thought I got yep. off easy, did they not? But there were people who did uh, publicly, uh, you know, over that year, not necessarily that day, but over time, said, man, that just was too much. But they were typically shouted down, and and like everything else on the internet, it had a short life. Um, right. I, I can tell you, within the hunting industry, and even some names you've mentioned as people who were witnesses against you, were shocked by the yeah. the prison aspect of it. Uh, a lot right. of people, who even people who you could point to and say they were against you, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and were part of the mm -hmm. reason you got that, mm -hmm. right? Well, that that's not what it what they expected, you know. Um, and I know from my end, it's like you got to be friggin' kidding me. And I, that's the way I started the show off. You don't go to prison for shooting ducks. Well, how, here's what I want to know. I try to put myself in those people's positions, the ones that got immunity and all this, and I think, okay, here's a guy. <clears throat> that took me everywhere across the country hunting, paying me to guide, let me hunt in one of the best spots there, gave his kids guns, shells, whatever, you know, got me a pit one time, did this, did that, you know, was paying me and working for him and all this. And because of my testimony, he lost everything, virtually, you know, you know, millions, and he's going to prison, and he's going to pay the highest fine ever paid, a hundred thousand dollars for this, and lose his life three years, and probably lose everything with it. Now, how do you go home and? I don't know that if I could have handled that. That's the part I can handle all the internet stuff, but if I would have done that and been that weak of a person, that's what it killed me. That's when I, I you'd have to hide the ropes for me, probably. And, I, and obviously, I can't speak to to that, not. I just know knowing some of the not the words the word smaller people isn't the right one, but just guys who felt whether they were I don't know if you use the word coerced, but they felt they had to had to give them something or they were in trouble, you know. And, and so you know, and some other folks who were somehow involved, uh, the general attitude was shock with what the final sentence was. I, most of us expected. They're going to make an example. It's going to be a big fine, and there's no telling how long Jeff's going to lose his license. That's what I mm -hmm. thought. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm just hearing it third hand. I wasn't in it at all. But, uh, you know, I hear a lot of stuff, and you think, okay, that's, yeah, it looks bad. You tell them, man, this is going to be expensive. That's where my mind was. And when I heard the prison time, you know, you just figured, I figured, when you were hearing that's what they were holding over your head, yeah, but that won't happen. You know, that they do that all the time. Right, right. And then well, when that happened, it's like, damn. Yeah. I think look, they test look. how bad do you want that gun? Hundred thousand dollars and lose everything. And and all that time away, you know, and, and lose lose several months of my life. So uh but I, hey, you know what? I got a pistol sitting here on the counter right now and a shotgun in the car, so I'll say I will say this from from a MS Ducks Duck South perspective. All right, personally, let me let me say this first. 
Jeff, I, I knew who you were years ago. It wasn't until I started hanging out with a lot of guys from the Midwest to really understand how big you were. And I don't mean that to, you know, blow your head up, but that 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 was the case. Being from the South, you know, there's there's the heroes of the mm-hmm. South. There's There was a lot of people that liked you and respected you in the South, but not like you draw that line across uh, Oklahoma, Missouri, Kentucky and everything north. You you were you and you and grounds were the men. You guys were it. All right. So when it all came out on MS Ducks, let's let's take it from a internet perspective. There were people on MS Ducks, majority of them pounded you. And I think that they pounded you on MS Ducks because you were the Yankee getting busted. Oh that, sure. Sure. Um sure. I think I that Southern that. But I'm I not a Yankee. Listen, this is not my opinion. This is just... A, no, you know, I know what you're saying. You put Jim Ronquist in the same shoes, oh, probably yeah. on, MS, on MS Ducks, there'd be a lot uh-huh. more taking up for him. But being yeah, that, that ain't you, fair because he's from up here. <laughs> true. But, but Jim's the only man who came from somewhere else and almost immediately was able to assume an Arkansas accent. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we have a little bit of that, but not quite. I mean, this hasn't changed no matter what. I mean, it's always been like that. I mean, it's like going down to the world deal in Arkansas and trying to sell something, you know. I mean, when you go down there, you know what territory you're in, you know, and you're from the north, and I, I always sold a lot of stuff down there. and But it's just it's a tougher world for us. And the other part of it is <clears throat> most of them, not all of it, Probably sixty percent or sixty five percent of my stuff was was honker hunting, goose hunting stuff, you know, and it's something you guys don't right. deal with, you know. So, and that was like the focus on it, you know. So, I think that's another big part of it, you know. All that guy, and I was just, and I always kind of, I mean, I cut my teeth on ducks, you know, and I had duck clubs and all this here, but we were known as the goose guys, you know, the goose guys, you know. So you weren't really known as the duck guys, you know, for example. So anyway, uh, the the thing that I've learned from being kind of being a guide, being kind of a part of this industry for 22 years now. Um, you and Belding, as far as in the South, two of the, you're either really loved or really disliked. I think the dislike part is unfair to you guys because I think that they dislike you guys maybe for the wrong reason. I ain't got no. They, hey, they don't know that, that, doing, that much about you. I ain't got no flat bill hat on or none of that now. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't. I don't know that this is a fair oh, comparison. I'm not, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna trying to. No, 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 I'm not I don't trying think to compare y'all. I, I have but, no problem with belling, but but I would think we're way off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just but, I'm just saying that people from the south are split when it comes yeah, to yeah, y'all, yeah, y'all Rocky's two right. in general. Mm-hmm. Right. And I and I think it's unfair for the fifty percent. Well, Rocky, I mean, I've done shows down there in the area for years, you know, from all over, you know, in that area from, and, uh, you know, it's up here in the northern part. I mean, you can sell duck and goose calls, both, you know, and you go down there, it's duck calls, you know, and that's right. 
And, and it's a, so it's a whole different. So your profit levels way off. So I didn't I, I didn't focus on that as much as I should have probably. You know I didn't focus on the South as much because it's not called. And, and let's be honest. I'm not. Let's just let's just be totally honest here. And Bill will agree with this. When you hit the Arkansas area, it's you're you're rich and tone in Echo area. I mean you're in their hometown. That's right. You know. And, and that's just the way it is. That's the style they like to blow. That's it. I like every one of the, all the guys involved in the two. And that was probably the worst thing it's always been for me. <clears throat> all the main key players in the game were all friends, you know. And, boy, people would throw that against you because you're a different company and all that. I said, dude, I, you, know, I, you know, if it's not your style of call, don't do it. I got one call. I, I, I made that style of call because you had to, you know? And mm -hmm. it's, so it was real hard. I mean, real hard I, to get I, in I, that area and sell much. I'm, 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 listen, I, I'm trying to, I, I agree with you fully. You, you were <laughs> one of the, you know, a goose guy um, from Illinois. What I'm trying to say is when, when this stuff comes out, there's not going to be a, pe a lot of people that were participating in these forums in the South to, to right. use common sense and take up for you. No, well, they I thought someone probably... did and they got blasted. You just kind of go, there's no point. Yeah, right. there's not many. When this happened, I, it was, it was uh, west, north, and east of here. That was that was the main focus right there. You know, so it wasn't it wasn't the South part. You know, oh, there's a handful of haters. You know, and Probably ones didn't even know me and whatever, just like attitude on the video or whatever the reason was. But um, all right, so I, I tell a long story to tell this, Jeff. I remember when your sentencing did come out. I do remember that. When I what? remember people barraging you up until the day that you were sentenced. Mm -hmm. And the day that you were sentenced, there were people like, "What the hell?" This guy's going to jail over a duck. Mm -hmm. Understand, it's just like Bill said. Understand the fines, understand the tickets. Uh, but prison, man, this guy's going to federal prison over ducks. How many duck hunters you think was in Marion Federal Prison with me? <laughs> I will say that you, but that isn't the reason they were there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say that the likelihood of another celebrity that made duck hunting videos and calls very, very low. Yeah, most of them you had to explain what a duck was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mm -hmm. but yeah, it, uh, I don't know. I don't. Know, but it is what it is, and it happened, and it's there, and it's just you know the worst. The thing that always kind of got me. I've, I've said this earlier, you know, and one of the podcasts is. You know, when this stuff happens to you, you start trying to figure out fast what's going to happen. What's going to happen? What's good? Well, the best way to find out is case law. You know, is find out what happened to anybody else that's ever had a problem with this. You know, who's shot over the limit? What's you know? Google it. Find out. You know, we live in 2019. We can find out anything on Google. So just Google it up. Sometimes just Google it. Duck hunters, you know, duck hunters fines or whatever. You know. And I, I'll never forget the one from North Dakota. He got a $20,000 fine. Him and his boy lost her, couldn't guide anymore, lost her hunting life for three years. I thought, well, I and they were burying ducks, shooting double limits, burying them with federal agent for two years and all this there. And I thought, well, 
heck, there ain't nothing to this, you know, so it's probably going to be, even if it's 10 grand, you know, if I lose my life for a couple of years, you know, whatever it is, I guess it is, you know, maybe I can recover from this. And then this went from 20,000 to 100,000 to 13 months in federal prison and three years of life. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that we've been able to cover each of these stories that were, like I said at the beginning of the show, rumored, and then they filled in, they, they knew 50% of the story, and they filled the rest in with, you know, embellishing the other 50%. You know, half of the crap that you hear about stories that you told throughout this whole process are, man, they, they may be a quarter true. Not even, it ain't close. It ain't close. I, I, again, all through this, I've told you, and I'll tell you every episode, I'm not innocent. I wasn't innocent. You know, I wasn't innocent of this. I, I, they should have wrote me some tickets, you know, write the tickets. And do what you got to find me. Do whatever. But I just say this is a little harsh. But I'll tell you but, what, if it was me, if it was I was the federal government, and I had thought, got told about the drug to all this here and found out that's all crap, and I'd spent $2.55 million of the government U.S. Fish and Wildlife's money, $2.55 million on one man's case, I'd probably be trying to recover every dime I could, too. I'd be trying to get 100000 Well, I know that we're going to get into the, look, we, we covered a lot of highlights of this whole story, but... I don't think that people know what it was like, what you went through when you you went to prison. To me, that's one of the most interesting parts of this story, and we'll we'll get yeah, started a, on that next week. Yeah, between <clears throat> between the thought of going to prison and. That's a thought you put in your mind when you know you're going. The thought of that, that's, that's brutal. That's enough to throw you over. And a part of everybody that's persecuting you, burning through the cross, and everything else is coming down and going through the divorce, the patent suit, and all this here. Your buddy kills himself and do this here. And I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm just telling you the way it was. Man, it was, it was some deep scars got lashed on me. <laughs> and then you're yeah. thinking about being Tyrone's boyfriend in prison. Well... <laughs> I would have fought to the end for that, but I wasn't. Hey, look, it's a yeah. nightmare for any reasonable, normal person. And it's split it across everyone's mind at some point. You know, if uh, it, it may have been that time they left the bar and they knew they'd had too much to drink, but they go on headed home and thinking, I could end up in jail, in prison. Mm-hmm. For this. Prison. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so it, it's and crossed people, people's minds. So. Yeah. It's it's, it's crossed uh, most people's mind at some point. Mm-hmm. So I'll be interested in hearing about it. But it's uh when it becomes a reality, you know, things get real at that point. Yeah. And things in your mind change and yeah, it's it's you know, and uh, you get you know and you just you the wonder of what's gonna happen, the wonder of what's gonna happen to this and what's gonna happen. I'm gone and my kid's only eighteen years old, you gotta take care of the house and my daughter's gonna take care of the business. What are we gonna do? Is there gonna be a bit of all this stuff and pro staffers and all this I mean it was a nightmare. So yeah, it's a, yeah. And you're figuring your finances out while you're gone for thirteen months. Just put yourself in this. Okay. Let's just say that you're gonna leave for thirteen months. Now that 
$2.25 they pay you a month down there probably ain't going to cut it, you know, making your bills. So 13 months, let's take everything out of the equation, but your financial part. You just spent 100000 all this money on everything else. Now, you got right now in your life, 13 months, you're going to be gone. Think about your finances right now. What's going to happen? That's enough to drive you through the wall. You got zero money coming in for 13 months. Jeff, and you're trying to keep everything on the outside. I think reality is set in with a with a lot, even with me today. Just listening to you talk about this, Jeff. Is you you're friends with a lot of people across the internet, social media. You see a lot of stuff mm-hmm. being put out on social media. I'm not asking mm-hmm. you whether some people are guilty or not by looking at videos and pictures of the, you know, commercial guide services put out. I'm not asking you that. And I don't want to know any names, but I'm asking you this. Is it enough, some of the stuff that you see on the Internet and social media today, to open up an undercover operation into some of these places? Is there enough people do that, you know, some of these outfitters? No, no, no. Yeah, is there enough? Is there, all right, with the videos and pictures that they're putting out there. Right. Is there an? I'm not saying evidence, but what do you what do you call it? Um, what do you call preliminary? Is there enough? Well, yeah, well, pretty much evidence. Is there enough? You know, to start up uh, investigation. That's basically what investigation. You're yes, happens I mean, all the time. You, I see it all. I'm a professional you, seeing this. I see <laughs> there's a lot out there. In in well, I guarantee you, some of the ones you're talking about, it's already happening. They're in their back door. Don't even know it. Absolutely. There's, because see, and I know this, I I know this, and I told about it earlier, but there is a Facebook task force in almost every DNR. That's all they do. I say Facebook, social media. There's social media task force in almost all of this. And you know how cool it is to take a picture of five buddies honkers, five bird limit, 25 honkers laying there and line them up and take a picture, but just you and your dog? That's pretty cool to do. Get you mm-hmm. put in jail. Yeah. Hey, so. uh, let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. You, you talk about the task force. Let's say there's there's six people on a hunt. Three of the buddies sitting on the tailgate, drinking a beer. One's taking a picture. So you got two people sitting there with, uh, let's just say, uh, blah, 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 36 geese. Okay? Mm-hmm. Two people sitting in a picture with 36 geese. Mm-hmm. I'm federal game warden. I go to this a day. Look at this. Guy's wearing the geese out. He's shooting over the limit. That's enough. That's enough for a judge to say, okay, go investigate it. Here's a warrant. Mm-hmm. Is it not? Or that it takes nothing for a grand jury to indict somebody. So that's enough right there. I mean, that- I'm t- this is so much, it's so easy to indict somebody. It's unbelievable. But anyway, it's, it's it's look into it sometime. If you don't, I don't know. I take my word for it. Just look into it. It ain't hard to indict somebody. At, at the very least, you're putting yourself squarely in front of them where they're looking. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and that's the first mm-hmm. step to a ticket. Yeah, you know, it's just it's. It, it, did I tell you boys the story about the getting a ticket here a few years ago and inside that blind, that brown bale blind deer hunting? Yes. yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How innocent was that? 
That's as innocent as it gets. It's just a picture inside of there. The thing was camoed on private ground last day of bow season, and we didn't I'm have a red, uh, didn't have orange on inside there. And that ticket came of, you know, could we have fought it and said, oh, that was from two weeks before or whatever. Yeah, we probably could, you know, but, you know, I mean, they know you're not going to because it's cheaper not to. So, like I said, yeah, I, I just, if, I, if you don't I, think I, it can happen, it sure can. I, I, I don't think that you can take it any better from anybody else better than Jeff himself. Then well, you better watch what you're posting online and how you're mm-hmm. posting it. Yeah. it. Better be it better be correctly done because. And the good thing about all this, Rocky, is is that there's a lot of people is listening. You know, I get said a lot, a lot of messages, a lot of. Uh, and I want to thank everybody out there who's listening for that. You know, I get tons of messages, want to know what the next one is, and can't believe that happened, and I'm sorry. I've got a lot of apologies from people, you know, over I did have no clue what the story, real story was and all this. And I'm not looking for any of that, but, I mean, I really appreciate that. But a lot of people have said, oh, my God, I had no clue you could get in trouble for that. I've done that all my life, you know. So, Well, Jeff, Bill, I hope you all have a good fourth. Eat some barbecue. You too, man. After July right. the 4th, this man will be on a exercise and diet routine big time. Man, I'm on whoop. that right now. I got to go to the gym Jeez. so I get off here after lunch. So, yeah. Well, guys, I enjoyed it. Happy 4th of July to y'all. Look, we won't be the end. This is the last podcast that you'll hear this week. We'll be back full blast next week. So thank y'all again. I want to thank all of you that listened to this edition of the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com.